Kenya joined the fight against climate change when it ratified the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change in 1994. But like most developing countries, it does not have adequate funds to address the problem. Carbon trading is one of the mitigatory measures the country is taking to deal with climate change. In this report from Nairobi, Mary Itumbi looks at the state of carbon trading in Kenya for IPS Africa. A carbon credit is created when the equivalent of one metric ton of carbon dioxide is prevented from entering the atmosphere. Governments and corporations who sponsor emission reduction in developing countries for much less than they would pay in their own industrialized countries mostly purchase carbon credits. The government of Kenya embraced carbon trading in 2009 when the Ministry of Finance sensitized other ministries and the general public on how the country could benefit from it. A committee comprising of various ministries, the private sector and civil society was established to look at how to deal with the problem. Erastus Wahome is a chief economist and the desk officer for climate change issues in the Ministry of Finance. He told IPS that people are still to take full advantage of carbon trading and where they have, such as in reforestation, they're not getting a fair deal. And the Kenyans have really been exploited by many carbon uh, uh, developers because they don't, Kenyans don't know the cost of carbon, they don't know how the projects are done, they do not have that expertise. So when uh, foreigners come in and in the name of assisting them prepare projects, in most cases they, they lose out. And there are cases where Kenyans are trading carbon at very low very low prices. To the extent that at times you may get it um, Kenyans selling uh, carbon through trees. They, they, are, they are paid maybe one shilling per tree per year which is total exploitation. One Kenyan shilling is the equivalent of about one United States cent. Reforestation is one of the mitigatory measures being taken as forests absorb carbon dioxide emitted into the atmosphere. The amount paid for a tree is determined by its size, species, age and efficiency in absorbing carbon dioxide. The government cannot intervene as the contracts have already been signed, but the ministry is encouraging more people to embrace carbon trading. So far, 16 carbon trading projects have been registered and 40 are in the process of being registered. Wahome says there has been an increase of people approaching the ministry for information. But it's not just Kenyans who need educating about carbon trading. Kyle Denning is the managing director of Viability Africa, a company that acts as a link between the developing and developed countries. Here we bridge the gap because there's two worlds at play here. One is the world of developed countries with large factories, very high level sophisticated investors who, who don't really understand how the on the ground development works, especially in Sub-Saharan Africa. Then you have the developers here, very far removed from that world of carbon credit buyers. They want to develop a project, they understand the local population, they understand what needs to be done in order to successfully implement the project. Viability Africa exists to connect those two worlds and to get them speaking the same language. An organization known as Help Self Help Center is spreading the carbon trading message in Narumoru, Nyeri County in central Kenya, where it is promoting the use of an energy-saving stove called the kunimbili, which means two pieces of wood in Kiswahili. It is easy to light, cooks faster, and as its name suggests, 
uses two small pieces of wood. The organization is funded by a Dutch aid organization as well as its own funds to develop the stove, which is still being developed and tested. Alice Theuter is the organization's program officer. Actually, very small percentage can afford things like um, the biogas and the LPGs. So everyone uses the stoves. We are, we are approaching this market through the energy-saving cook stoves because we know that they use firewood and we want to reduce the cutting of trees. Moses Kimani is the director of African Carbon Exchange. The organization's functions include being an online trading platform for carbon trading between those in industrialized countries and potential partners in developing countries. He says the platform has so far not been as effective as was hoped. There was a lot of both policy issues, there was a lot of technical issues because developing carbon projects was not uh, very easy. It needed a lot of financial resources, it required a lot of expertise. And of course, uh, when you talk about resources, you obviously have locked out a lot of <laughs> African companies or even societies. Another issue that discourages people from registering carbon credit projects is the fact that the process takes too long. This is due to the various stages that the actual product, for example, like the energy saving stove, has to undergo before it is certified. Marianne Miner is a project officer at Carbon Africa Limited, a climate advisory company which also has offices in Mozambique and Uganda. She explains the lengthy process. Uh, the first step is what we call a feasibility study. We need to check whether your project is feasible because there are standards that we use to generate or develop carbon credits. Uh, one of the standards is what we call the clean development mechanism. The next step is what we call the documentation. Um, there's a document called the project design document which involves the description of the project. It also involves the estimate of emission reductions that are accrue from the project. It also involves what the monitoring plan is going to be for the project. Um, it also involves an aspect you call additionality, which is uh, you have to prove that the project will not have happened without the benefit of carbon credits. Miner added that it might take as long as six months to get a letter of no objection from the National Environment Management Authority. The benefit to the applicant once the product is accredited is that they may, depending on the contract, receive payment for reducing the carbon emissions for about 21 years. Kenya Electricity Generating Company Limited, Kenjan, is the leading electric power generation company in Kenya. Kenjan projects that it will earn more than $11 million from carbon trading by 2019. The company is currently receiving support from the World Bank to implement clean development projects, which are projects that reduce emissions in developing countries. Dr. Pacifica Ogola is a chief clean development officer at Kenjan. She ensures that the clean development projects are implemented and then monitors them. I would dare say that more than 60% of our grid is green compared to other countries. Yeah, like because it's dominated by hydro and geothermal and of course a few thermal plants here and there. But I think uh, the, the general outlook and with the government strategy of expanding geothermal development, then I can say that the future is green. The company is expecting to receive its first carbon credits and revenue as soon as one of its projects passes checks by the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Climate change experts in Kenya are also putting in place adaptation measures where they can. Annabel Waititu is the executive director of the Institute of Environment and Water Management, a national non-governmental organization that deals with water, environmental governance, and climate change. The problem of erratic rainfall and how to deal with flooding, for instance, is high on her organization's agenda. We think about 
the infrastructure for the houses. How can we be able to build houses that are more resilient to the impacts of climate change? And so we begin to propose certain designs. Adaptive and mitigatory measures to deal with climate change are still in their infancy in Kenya, but with government support, the efforts already been undertaken could grow. Kenya launched a four-year national climate change action plan in March. This should act as a guide to Kenyans on how to respond to climate change. Reporting for IPS Africa, I am Mary Etumbe in Nairobi.